It's funny to think that a decision I made when I was 10 led to my current career. But I guess part of me also feels like it was just kind of meant to be, like this is what I w was meant to be doing. I'm glad that, you know, working hard and and uh, following my, my interests, but also getting a lot of support from the people around me has, has led to the job that I have today. That was Priscilla Lane, an associate professor of German at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Welcome to Well Set, Carolina's official storytelling podcast. On this week's episode, Priscilla will share with us the lifelong journey she's taken to become a faculty member in Carolina's Department of Germanic and Slavic Languages and Literatures. That journey started when she was just 10 years old, and she made that decision to learn German for a reason you probably don't expect. Uh, so when I was a kid, I was obsessed with Indiana Jones. I just thought he was really cool, traveling the world, and you know, interested in different cultures. And in the first and the third film, so Raiders of the Lost Ark and The Last Crusade, um, it's basically him like fighting against the Nazis because the Nazis are trying to steal some like archaeological artifacts. And he sometimes will speak German to them and there are no subtitles. So when I was a kid, I wanted to know what he was saying because I, I knew the, the whole film, you know, forwards and backwards. And so I said to myself when I was 10, I'm going to learn German so that I understand what they're saying. And it just kind of became a hobby of mine. German wasn't the only language I tried to learn. Like, I remember getting these Berlitz tapes from the local library, and they had them for Russian, French, Hebrew, Arabic. Like, I probably tried all of those. But for whatever reason, German is what stuck. I had an easier time pronouncing it. I, I had an easier time understanding the grammar. And yeah, it just it just became this hobby of mine. Among my circle of friends, it was always, oh yeah, Priscilla and her German. Like it was just that was just like my thing. If other people had like I don't know comics or music, they everyone knew my thing was German. So I don't I don't think any of my friends would be surprised that I ended up in this line of work. Ten year old Priscilla wanted to become Indiana Jones. I always wanted to travel. My family is originally from the Caribbean. Uh, my mother's from Barbados. My dad is from Jamaica. It's possible that that's why, just from a very early age, I, I was aware that there was a world beyond you know Chicago, beyond where I lived. And I just I, I remember just being obsessed with maps. I would learn the capitals of all the European countries, and I had a globe and everything. And so I think that appealed to me. Maybe also the fact that he was a professor he he kind of embodied this like intelligence and he was strong you know and he could beat up the bad guys and so he was um he was a real heroic figure for me and admittedly i had a crush on harrison ford <laughs> because i also was obsessed with star wars and he was han solo so i think the fact that he was han solo and indiana jones you know solidified my obsession so i'm sure that played a role <laughs> I was Indiana Jones one Halloween when I was like 12 or something and I had I had the hat I think I had a fake whip or maybe I had a belt and I was just I mean I was probably dressed like a forest ranger I think I was just wearing like a khaki shirt and khaki pants and nobody knew who I was which was disappointing but recently a few Halloweens ago I went as Han Solo and then people could guess who I was Growing up in Chicago helped cultivate Priscilla's curiosity in other cultures. 
I was really lucky to grow up in the neighborhood that I lived in. It's called Rogers Park, and it was just super diverse. The part of town I lived in, initially it was there were a lot of um, Orthodox Jewish families, and then over time, like Mexican-American families moved in. And in my grade school, we, we got a lot of kids who were immigrants or refugees. Like uh, my best friend in grade school was Pakistani Muslim. And then at some point, I had a Syrian friend. I had a Romanian friend who like gave me my first like German instruction books. So for me, I mean, that was just normal to have like these different kids from different places just like in and out of class. And I guess because my parents were from somewhere else, I didn't think that was strange. And yeah, I, I'm really glad to have had that experience because, for example, for me, having a Muslim best friend when I was like eight, you know, I would go over to his house, we would play Super Mario. I remember we would write Super Mario like fan fiction. <laughs> and that was it. Like to me, there was nothing different about him, you know. And so I feel like having kids from all different backgrounds and religions and things, but we would bond over pop culture. You know, we'd bond over video games or comic books or movies. And so that, I think that was really great that I was exposed to so much diversity at an early age. And and luckily I was able to keep that curiosity and I guess kind of openness as I grew older. Over time, Priscilla's hobby of learning and speaking German became much more than that. So I went to college at the University of Chicago. I wanted to stay close to home. And when I got to college, we had a foreign language requirement. So in 10th grade, I switched schools to Lincoln Park High School. And unfortunately, I wasn't allowed to continue German there. Yeah, I was really sad. So when I got to college, I could pick it up again. For me, the the key to, to I guess, solidifying my my devotion to German literature was I was taking this just kind of general humanities class, like readings in world literature or something, and we read Kafka's Metamorphosis. And I just, I remember reading the text on the bus, like heading to campus, like having to read it before I got to class, and just falling in love with it. Just from the first page, I just thought, oh my God, what what is this text? You know, this text that opens with a guy realizing that he's some kind of a creature or bug um, and I think it spoke to me because growing up, I always felt kind of alienated or like an outsider for different reasons. My parents being from another country, I didn't really have an accent, but I, I feel like I had this unaccented English that people thought I talked funny. My parents are working class, so, you know, not having a lot of money. So there are a lot of factors that made me feel like an outsider. And so that text just embodied what I'd felt growing up and and I just fell in love with it. In addition to Kafka, I remember reading Brecht. It was the same kind of feeling. I had kind of a political consciousness maybe in my teens. I started working when I was 13, and I just remember like how unfair it felt. You know, I got paid very, very little money and you know, seeing my boss not do any work. So when I started reading Brecht, his you know, leftist, you know, like anti-capitalist arguments really spoke to me. So for me, those two authors, for me, it was unlike anything I'd read before, because in in English class, you know, we'd read Romeo and Juliet and, you know, On Walden Pond and things like that. And those texts just didn't really speak to me. But when I got to these texts about, you know, outsiders, people, you know, the low rungs of society, like that really spoke to me. And that's that's what made me want to pursue German as opposed to English. Studying German led to spending a year over there as an exchange student. 
So the first time I went to Germany was the summer of 2001. So I was going to do a year-long program in Berlin. First, I went to Dusseldorf. I actually landed July 4th, 2001. I remember it was the 4th of July because I was trying to explain to the taxi driver what the 4th of July was, and it was really hard. But yeah, so I spent two months in Dusseldorf at the Goethe Institute doing like a you know, refresher, kind of boot camp grammar class. And I remember when I first got there, my German was not great. I was maybe not the best German student. I was a little lazy, I think, about learning the Der die Das. But being in Dusseldorf at this Goethe Institute, I, I finally really understood the grammar. And so I remember that when I got there compared to when I moved on to Berlin, my German had improved so much. And I was actually able to like interpret for people at the airport and feeling really proud about that. So after two months in Dusseldorf, I went to Berlin and studied at Free University for two semesters. That was a really very tumultuous time because so basically um, September 11th happened a couple months into my stay in Berlin. I was with a host family. And so that that was really shocking. And I remember my family contemplating whether I should go home. They're really afraid. Like, what what does it mean to be an American out in the world? But I'm glad I, I told them, you know, I think I should stay. You know, like I, I said, I think Germany is just as safe as being anywhere else. And I'm glad I stayed because it, it was a really great year. I definitely became fluent in that year. I, I met all kinds of friends that are I'm still friends with so many years later. Yeah, that experience really solidified for me the desire to pursue a PhD in German as opposed to, say, complete. After she graduated... Priscilla went back to Germany to teach English on a Fulbright scholarship and do a research project. During that time, she was applying to graduate schools. They often say getting into grad school is the hardest part of it. So when I got in, yeah, I just couldn't believe it. Grad school was not easy in the beginning. Um, So I had been living in Germany for two years after getting my BA and just kind of like used to doing my own thing and like determining my own schedule Studying in Germany is so different than the U.S. There's a lot more freedom. You know, you write a paper at the end of the semester. You're not, like, writing papers constantly. So in the U.S., there's a lot more supervision, but also more kind of tasks along the way, you know. So being back in the U.S. as as a first-semester grad student, suddenly, you know, I'm back in the classroom. I'm, you know, writing papers every week feeling insecure about how much I knew, you know, about theory and literature compared to the other students. So I'd say the first first two years of grad school were rough. Also, you know, I was still struggling with feeling like an outsider because, I mean, be, being an African-American in German studies, there's there are not very many. So, of course, you know, there, there weren't many in my grad program. But also the class issues, so like coming from a working class family, were like you know, nobody is a professor, no one studies literature. So I had a, also this feeling of, you know, okay, do I belong here? Is is this for me? Am I becoming too different from my family that I can't relate to them anymore? So I struggled a lot with that stuff the first two years. And then I'd say around around when I took my qualifying exams, I I felt like I finally found a place. Learning about the canon of German literature, I finally started to understand, okay, this is what I'm interested in. These are the questions I want to pursue. And I guess between that and getting the my job, I mean, getting the job at UNC, 
I think it was a combination of hard work and luck because <laughs> I mean, the job market is really, really tough, especially in, in this field. But yeah, Carolina just w- was the perfect fit for me. UNC has a very good reputation as a first-class public university. I got my PhD at another public university, so I really liked that setting, um, working with students from the state, a diverse group of students. And the German department at UNC, or it's Germanic and Slavic, but the, the German side, which was most relevant for me, was a very strong department, a lot of majors, lots of students taking German, just a big faculty that covers a, a wide range of topics from from uh, the Middle Ages to the present. Um, and that was very appealing to me because it was similar to, to where I went to grad school. Nowadays, you don't have it's not common to have such a big German department anymore. So it's, it's nice with, with so many different faculty, you can really stick to, to your specialty. And luckily we have a lot of freedom in the department to develop courses on, on what we research. It just happened that what I work on is what they were looking for. I'm eternally grateful you know, that it happened, that that, that job happened to be uh, available the time I was on the market. Um, because I've been, yeah, very happy here in my department with my colleagues and with, with the students. So it's funny to think that a decision I made when I was 10 led to my current career. But I guess part of me also feels like it was just kind of meant to be. Like, this is what I w- was meant to be doing. And luckily, I was always stubborn enough to just to go with what I wanted to do and not listen to other people uh, who would say, why are you doing German? So no, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, working hard and, and uh, following my, my interest, but also getting a lot of support from the people around me has, has led to the job that I have today. Priscilla came to Carolina in 2011. She teaches a variety of different courses here at Carolina. Most are related to German, but not all of them are. Sometimes I'll teach a upper division language, so classes in German for people who have taken a couple of years of German, like Introduction to German Literature. There's a class we have on German society. I teach a class on Berlin, you know, or Turkish German culture. Then I also teach classes in English, kind of geared towards you know getting students familiar with with our discipline, like history of German cinema. I have a class is pretty popular on um, representations of Nazis in cinema. I like to teach film a lot. It's a very engaging way to, to get students like involved. And this semester I'm teaching a totally different kind of course. It's an interdisciplinary course team taught with two professors, Dr. Michelle Berger in Women's and Gender Studies and Dr. Courtney Woods in the School of Public Health. The title is the environment, intersectionality, and sci-fi. So it's very much outside of German, <laughs> although I somehow managed to bring up fascism <laughs> once a week. Right now I'm, I'm working on a book on black German Afrofuturism. So I've been working a lot on like fantasy and sci-fi, and that led me to, to think like it would be cool to develop a course on sci-fi and and something interdisciplinary. So bringing sci-fi together with the environment and intersectionality just seemed like a cool way to, to teach some some non-German material. So that's been really fun. That might be like the complet side of my personality since my BA is in complet. So I think there is a part of me um, that's always interested in collaborating 
across disciplines, but also because a lot of my research kind of straddles like German studies and African diaspora studies. Priscilla sees a lot of herself in her students, and she hopes she inspires them to love German too. Seeing young people just excited about learning the language, the culture, being able to share the nuances I've learned about Germany from living there is is just so much fun. And, and because I'm because I'm not German and, and I learned German exactly the way they did taking classes, like I see myself in them and it's it's nice to kind of complete the circle, hopefully like teach the next generation who will be professors twenty years from now. If you'd like to learn more about the Department of Germanic and Slavic Languages and Literatures, please go to gsll.unc.edu. Thank you for listening to this episode of Well Said. See you next week.